0: Welcome to Reflection of Kings, my name is LaVar And I'm Tyler, and today we're going to be interviewing Donald Wharton, co-organizer of Baltimore, Ceasefire We have a few questions for you today. My first question is, how do you feel about the violence going on in the city?
1: Well, thank you for having me, for one And uh, I appreciate this Uh, That's a very good question How do I feel about the violence in Baltimore? Well To speak on the violence of Baltimore, we first have to start with the violence of uh, the country that we reside in. America has and always been a violent country. And being that we are inside of this violent country, the city takes on what the country is. Uh, America has solved a lot of their problems through violence and war. So when there is violence in the city amongst uh, all of the residents, it's just a reflection of how the country is. In Baltimore, we have um, a lot of poverty, homelessness, joblessness, systemic racism, and uh, families that are are broken apart because of uh, social services. So we have a lot of people who are hurting. A lot of people that need healing, a lot of people that uh, don't have a lot of direction. And sometimes when you don't have those things, along with conflict resolution, you have people that don't know how to solve their problems in a way that is nonviolent. And they feel like that they have to um, get to a solution as quick as possible. That's going to be good for themselves. A lot of people don't want to die. There's a lot of people that don't want to kill somebody. But there are also people who just don't want to die that day. So what they say is, I'd rather uh, somebody else die than me. And when you don't know how to resolve conflict and you don't know how to talk out problems, we get to a point where we have a lot of violence. Um, we do have people who have mental issues, uh, don't love themselves, don't love the people that are around them. So that um, adds to the violence also.
0: How did Baltimore Ceasefire start?
1: So that's a very, very good question. Um, so it started uh, back in 2017, Erica Bridgeford, um, actually started longer than that. I'm going to go all the way back to the very first time the thought was put in the, uh, the mind of Erica Bridgeford, who's one of our co-founders. She was talking with our other uh, uh, co-founder, Ogun Gordy. He's, um, he, he's He used to do rap here in Baltimore. He's one of the godfathers of rap here in the city. And they were at a meeting for uh, 300 Men March. 300 Men March was a um, a group of uh, brothers back in the day. I used to be a part of it, um, part of the, our street engagement team. We would go out and we would march around city talking about... Um, Nonviolence and trying to get the people out of the street to, to you know, love each other and come together. And we would patrol these neighborhoods. Well, there was a 300 meeting where uh, Erica had met with Ogun. And Ogun said something to her like, you know, we need to do a ceasefire. We need to do something in Baltimore uh, where people are just, you know, we're telling people not to use their guns, not to kill anybody. And at the time, Erica was like, all right, well, you know, we can talk about that. And they never met again after that but the thought was put into Erica's head so three years later um, she was talking to her son and they were they were driving in the car and her son said um, hey, hey Amon do you know that the murder rate right now was the highest that it's ever been and she was like what do you mean it's the highest it's ever been and she was like he said yes it's the highest that it's ever been here in Baltimore City and she was like well somebody you ought to call a ceasefire and she was like, and, and, and she was like, well, wait a minute, I had this conversation a couple of years back. So she contacted Ogun again and she said, you know, that idea that you had back in the day about we were talking about doing a ceasefire. Let's 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 do it. Let's see what we can do. So she uh, called um, a couple other people. She called Latrice. Uh, she called Michelle. She called Jakia, And those five had got into a chat and talking about how can we. Get this together to uh, inspire peace in Baltimore, inspire other people to do peace, inspire, inspire the, uh, the people that are out here doing the shooting to stop shooting. How can we inspire that? So it started in a, in, a, in a messenger group chat and then she said we need to ask somebody else and she called me and she like hey do you want to be a part of this because we were part of 300 and then we were part of Village Keepers, another support group that was helping Baltimore residents with resources. So i like of course I want to get down so The the six of us, we call ourselves a squad, started putting together our networks, our online networks, our outside networks, churches, anything that we were involved in, saying this is what we're going to try to start to do. Um, Our first uh, meeting was in May of 2017, our first public meeting. People came, and it sparked from there. And it was just the six of us. And people were looking at us like, you know... Ain't nobody in Baltimore going to stop shooting because y'all asked them to. And we were like, well, we're crazy to think that some people will. <laughs> because peace looks different to everybody. And you may come up upon some people who see that, hey, wait a minute. You know, they might got a good idea. This might be something that I want to be a part of. And it wasn't where we were just telling people, you know, stop shooting. Stop doing this because you can't tell people to do Something You can't make people do something. What we said was, we want to inspire you to just be peaceful. And the way we inspire you is we're going to have a weekend for 72 hours where we're asking people not to be violent in any type of way. Violent with your words, violent with your thoughts, violent with your actions. Just, And we don't want nobody to get killed. And the thing about it is we're going to inspire people to have events across the city. Well, we'll have so many events going on in that 72-hour period that if somebody comes out and even think about being violent, it'll be fun going around all around. They go, oh, let me let me go attend that event. So instead of me thinking about shooting somebody or bringing harm to somebody, I'm going to go over here and have some fun. I'm going to go over here and learn something. I'm going to go over here and be inspired. I'm going to go over here and be peaceful like these people over here are doing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try to attend these events. And on top of that, people will see... That okay, we can be peaceful in the city all at the same time. So that's how Baltimore Ceasefire was started.
0: Uh, my second question is, how do you feel? How do you feel about being the co-organizer of the Baltimore Ceasefire?
1: I love it. Um, uh, the thing about it is, it came at a very, very Good time. I was working as um, a, pro- a project manager out at um, Oracle in Columbia. It was a nine to five. I you know a little stuffy, had my, little, had my shirt buttoned up and my khakis and everything, but I was still part of a lot of organizations that were doing a lot of community work. And I was, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all, cats, man. I prayed to God and said, Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> What else am I supposed to be doing right now? What what, what am I I supposed to be a part of? Because my city is is going through some things right now, and I I love Baltimore. So what what am I supposed to be doing? And and Erica called, and I'm like, okay, all right, well, let's let's see how this, this turns out. And the thing about the way God puts you in a position to do the things that you're doing, and then suddenly everything starts to come into place. So... I started volunteering at this place called uh, Baltimore Community Mediation Center, and that's a place that helps people resolve conflicts through mediation. So what we do is we, we if I'm a mediator and another mediator, we sit down and we have two people that'll sit here or three, or how many people it is, and they'll actually you know hear out their problems. They'll hear each other um, what their problems are, so they can hear each other out, so it can be heard and understood. And I started volunteering down there. And it just so happens that Baltimore Ceasefire's first meeting was in that place. And stuff started coming together. And I lost my job at Oracle. But then I became the community engagement coordinator at Baltimore Community Mediation, where I was volunteering and where Ceasefire was birthed. So everything started coming into place.
0: My next question is, what happens
1: during Baltimore Ceasefire? So what happens during the weekends is, so beforehand, we're asking people who would love to um, have an event during that weekend. And a can look like whatever they want it to look like. It could be as small as them having a cookout on their front yard by themselves or as big as having a rally in their whole block or Mm -hmm. a prayer walk or whatever. Whatever a a life-affirming event looks like to them, we'll put it on our calendar so people can know what's going on.
0: What do you think the Baltimore ceasefire has been successful?
1: Do I think it's been successful? Very much so. Now, media uses certain words um, for the exact meaning of what it is. So if we say we want people to um, not be violent, not killing anybody, no shooting for 72 hours, uh, the media will look at it. If somebody gets shot or somebody dies within those 72 hours, they'll say, well, Baltimore ceasefire is broken or the Baltimore Seas has failed, when, no, we don't use that. We use success as we are still instilling peace, love, and light across the city for the whole 72 hours. So it's successful from the time it starts to the time it ends, no matter what happens in between. Because what we're doing is we're permeating a spirit of love and peace across the city. And if anybody, if one person says to us, yo, I like what's going on, I like this happening, I want to be peaceful also, then it's successful. One of our very first ceasefire weekends, we were doing outreach, and we had a a known drug dealer on his block looking at our posters, and he said to us, you know what, Mr. D, I'm going to make sure it's peaceful on my block for that week. I'm going to make sure nothing happens on my block. And we're like, all right, well, you know, see if you can talk to your own boys and see if nothing happens on their block too. But because he saw the value of peace, it's successful. So, yes, I think it's, I think it's been very successful. And we've had, uh, we've had weekends where nobody was killed. February of 2018, nobody was killed during that weekend. And 11 and a half days after that, the weekend, uh, the weekend after that, same thing happened. Nobody got killed that weekend.
0: What do you think that the youth can do to stop violence?
1: Wow, that is an excellent question. What I think the youth could do is continue to be the energy of the city. Continue to to be the livelihood that the city needs because we're getting old and we need the youth to carry this message of peace. And y'all are doing it in ways that we never thought could be done. Y'all are doing it in, 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 in on social media. Y'all are doing it at, uh, at school. Y'all are doing it at, uh, in your neighborhoods. And we need the youth to take that energy to say, we want the city to be around when we get older. We want the city to be here. So push this message of peace out to everybody in every form that you possibly can. We, you know, we, we 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 the old cats. We, you know, we 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 knew we we figured out how to do it in our age. But y'all have so many other ways and other terms and other other ways in the future will be coming up for y'all to be able to communicate with each other. And we know that the energy that youth carry when it comes to pushing a narrative, we need that energy. So when you're in school and and, and you see something happening and you could invoke your peace into the situation, we need that. You see something happening in your neighborhood and you can invoke your peace into that situation, we need that. You see it in your family. To be the person in your family that can bring peace to whatever's going on between your mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, grandmother, grandfather. We need that. Because once the, the spirit of peace starts to permeate from you, it'll transfer to everybody that you touch, and everybody in your friends, and in and, and, and school, and all across the city. We need that energy. So yes, the youth are the key to any movement that's happening right now. Cause that's, and we have youth ambassadors on our, um, for Baltimore 165, because we know that the, the youth is the key. In the city, so we we got right now. I think we have at least twenty youth ambassadors. So yes, that's what the youth can do.
0: Uh, do you think one of the reasons violence happen is because fathers leaving young black men life? I
1: think that um, the presence of a father can help. Um, a, a young man in their matriculation to manhood. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, though, when it comes to the decisions that a person has to make, that uh, that split second where you decide whether I'm gonna do this or whether I'm gonna do that comes from the inside of you. It also comes from the training that maybe your father has taught you, but at the end of the day, it's should I do this right or should I do this wrong? Because your father can tell you everything and guide you in a whole lot of ways and and be there for you, but at the end of the day, they're going to be looking at you for your decision. Conflict resolution, no matter who you learn from, has to be a part of your life.
0: Uh, Thank you for coming. Uh, My name is LaVar, and nice meeting you. Thank you, LaVar. And thank you for taking your energy and your time to come and talk to us about Baltimore ceasefire. I appreciate that, Tyler. Thanks for having me, man. Y'all were great. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you.